welcome to Just Dads Reading Books, a podcast about judging your kids for what they read. This is produced by Matt Martins and EJ Sanders. Music by Russian Baths. little child and welcome to just dad's reading books i'm here with my friend ej and i'm here with my friend matt and matt's skull my skull is here ej's skull is here our best friends and our friends skulls and our skulls friends are all here in the room i'm so excited today you know what this is kind of a new territory for us we are talking about a new release today like a brand new book a fresh hot off the presses uh, we are proponents of John Classen here on this podcast, and we saw we saw upcoming was a new release from John Classen, and we said, "Hey, mm-hmm. I gotta get that." And then I was on a trip yeah. not too long ago and happened upon a library, uh, not a library, a bookstore, and I just saw it on the shelf, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is that John Classen book I wanted. I'm gonna grab it right now." And it was like four days after it had come out. So uh, we have picked up The Skull by John Klassen, uh, famed artist of the Hat series and the Shapes series. We did an episode about all of his stuff. And uh, we really like him already. We went into this going, yeah, we're going to like this book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I knew right away, uh, right when I saw the cover of it, you you sent it to me, I believe, for the first time uh, via a picture. You were like, oh, this book is coming out. And... Uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm sold. Yeah. Uh, I'm sold on John Classen's kind of whole deal. His whole, <laughs> his whole his illustrative, shtick. yeah, his whole illustrative ideas. And, yeah. and this one just looked interesting because it kind of, it seemed like a, a pretty, uh, I don't know, a pretty logical step forward um, yeah. in kind of his career path. It looked, uh, to it, me. this one's been interesting, kind of an interesting journey because, so one thing we haven't done yet is John Klassen has done some other uh, collaborations mm-hmm. and one book we haven't read yet is called uh, Pax and uh, it looks kind of it's it's written by Sarah Pennypacker uh, but illustrations mm-hmm. by John Klassen but it looks uh, quite a bit more like serious uh, I don't know yet we haven't read it but it's right, just interesting right. because you know John Klassen's style is something we so absolutely put as like this humorous thing I mean it's got like He's he's got really like dark tones, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's they're not vibrantly colorful books. Uh, the the illustrations have like a kind of darkness to them, but he uses that as like a, a the, like the empty void is so often right. the joke of his books right. or whatever. The the like negative space and the quietness is mm-hmm. uh, very often like part of the joke. But seeing sort of the idea that there might be more serious side to him i think was something that was starting to stick in my head and i saw the skull and i was like "Ooh, it looks like he's going in a different direction you know it, it right. kind of looks like a horror now it's called the skull the, right. the cover is a little go- girl holding a skull, holding it's, a skull. It, yeah. it says a tyrolean folk tale uh-huh. okay uh-huh. oh we're doing like some old you know <laughs> old, old folk tale sort of thing so i really went right. into this with a mindset of like oh we're gonna get like serious john class in here for a minute and it's also the book is uh, on the thicker side, which so was Rock from the Sky. Rock from the Sky. Rock from the Sky was like a big, full picture book, you know, like in 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 its size, but it was also very thick. But of course, 
in reading that we know you burn through i mean it's like it's just that we're we're using many many pages to tell the story but it, you still read it in all of 10 minutes or whatever right but i saw this one i saw it was a thicker page count and i was mm-hmm. i just convinced myself of all of these things this book was maybe gonna be and then i finally cracked it open and no nah, <laughs> it's just john it's still john class and being a funny dude let's go <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he he takes this folk tale essentially. Um, it's a, a you know, and we'll get into what the tale's about. Yeah. The tale really, it's funny because like the words on the page kind of don't really matter yeah. to what we're going to be talking. Yeah, about absolutely. Today. Uh, a lot of it is going to be like this natural uh, evolution. But before we just before we dive right into what what Matt's talking about. Uh, you know, it, this is only the fifth book that he's author illustrated. Yes, right. um, you know, he did the Hat Trilogy, which you know very. It's like a it's a great starting point for an author illustrator because yeah. he's a he's a great illustrator already. So it's like, uh, you know, whatever. And then he he does those three books, which are cute and funny, have that really dry, yep. expressionless humor. Right. Is the way that I would I would describe it. Um, and then the Rock from the Sky, which really is like the most expressive, I yeah. would say, sure. of all of them. And then the Skull comes along, and like you said, he plays with negative space so much in in. Uh, especially his stuff uh, where he do- he does for Mac Barnett, yeah. like Sam and Dave dig a hole, uh, three Billy Goat Scruff. That yeah. that stuff is all like very negative space oriented, square, mm-hmm. circle, and triangle. Um, the skull is full, like it is. It is, yeah. It is very full for a Klassen book, yeah. especially. You because- know how I would categorize it is mm-hmm. he's he's inverted it, and in this yeah. one, the writing is the negative right. space, and the art is like incredibly evocative right. and like very like you're saying very full. But the writing is this completely understated, like yeah, mm-hmm. here's some text, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's like a meandering, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like it's such a the, yeah. The story is so it's just so cute because it's just like. It's just about this girl who's run away from home, you yep. know, and that's that's really the crux of the story. She meets a skull that can talk, and there's a lot of like hilarious things that they get up to, yeah, uh, inside this weird house that the skull lives in, yeah. Um, but the this, this the tale itself is just so uh, you know it's really cut and dry, and and it's just so funny the way that he has interpreted the tale because yeah. It's uh, as we learned later is not something that he has really written. Right. It's it's his uh, what do you call it? His take on it. Yeah, uh, on a tale Which that he remembers is at least implied, right? Because the it's very mm-hmm. upfront on the cover. It says the skull of Tyrolean folktale, right. so you kind of right. get the idea that like yeah, yeah. I'm not ex- I'm not retelling. assuming right. that John Classen has come up with this thing. But then right. what the book ends up being about is just so deeply fascinating. Uh, mm-hmm. I I came away from this book being very excited <laughs> about what <laughs> it is we're going to do with it so let's right. talk about let's talk about the actual content yeah. in the book and then we'll talk about the funnier stuff uh yeah, so sure. yeah a girl runs away from home uh actually you know what we have to we have to like mark this as a moment uh because you and i both need to describe this book and this is going to come up later so yes. so real yeah. quickly yes because we both so just read this book well hold on very a important I, yeah it's been about a week or so a, it's been a week and a half <laughs> yeah. since i've read this book so it's already i'm already <laughs> already there I'm just gonna say i'm already to the point where yeah the retelling of this tale for okay. me is gonna be so you tell really it first difficult. you tell it first okay. a week and a half and sorry listener we will we will talk about what we're talking about in a bit right. but you're gonna yeah, be left this... a little bit in the dark for a minute okay. but it's very so, important that ej 
describes what this book is about. I have to go first because I haven't read it the longest. Yes. It's the longest since I've read it, and that's so important to what the thesis <laughs> of this episode is going to be. Um, all right, so what I remember is the girl runs away from home. She's mm-hmm. lost in the woods for a few pages. Uh, this is what, like a 90 yeah. to 100 page book, something, something like, like that. that. And so, it's like it's like illustration text, illustration text, every illustration other page. Text, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's exactly the style. Uh, so full page, or sorry, half page illustrations with, and then a half page text, very yeah. stark contrast. Um, girl lost in woods, she like falls at some point, like where she like, I, I don't think she gets like severely injured or anything, but she's definitely like regretting her decision to kind of run away yeah. early in mm-hmm. this book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she stumbles upon like a manor or a house um, that's just kind of out in the middle of this, this uh, wooded area. It might be a cabin. Um, see, I'm already, I'm yeah, already I love this. Keep going. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> it might be a cabin. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's a house if I remember correctly. See, I don't, See that's 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 this. Uh. <laughs> so she goes inside, or she gets invited inside. There's a skull up on the top floor mm-hmm. who is talking down to her. I do remember this part where he is looking out the window. It's like kind of one of those. Uh, it's it's got to be like a it's a castle. It has to be a castle because he is looking down on her, and he decides that the the skull somehow um, rolls his way down the stairs. <laughs> to open the door like which is hilarious like a hilarious concept in itself um so he opens the door for her invites her inside and then they just kind of get up to some hijinks there's like some really funny scenes where they're just sitting and talking about i I wouldn't call these scenes funny they're actually kind of like they're they're like the contrasting scenes where it's like Oh, I've run away from home and I don't plan on going back. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the the attitude that this girl has. Right. Like and the skulls just kind of like list like just being a good listener. I think mm-hmm. that's like one of the themes of the book is the skulls like sometimes it's not, you know, sometimes you don't need to say anything at all. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you just need to be a good friend and listen, <laughs> you know. And then like uh she like pours the skull some tea and like it goes through like his mouth and like just spills onto the floor. <laughs> like just really like really funny things that that's you would That's the class imagine. and stuff. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it's the, the very it's class, the class and, and stuff. Yeah. But like I said that it's expressionless humor and in, in the fact that like that there's no like these these two characters never look any di- like they're not there's no expression yeah on yeah, yeah. Face. They they're just very just like each other this is my yeah this is my one expression you imply the humor after that yeah uh then uh in a twist of events they they go to sleep uh and the girl is tucked in nicely into bed and uh the skull uh i think just before this had told her about a headless skeleton that is walking around trying to get him uh and so they go to sleep and while they're asleep this this headless skeleton appears and she she lures the skeleton downstairs somehow because it's in the same room as them so somehow she has to have had lured the skeleton away to some other place and i can't remember how she I can't remember how she this does it. This is amazing. The- this is amazing, everyone. And just so everyone is, I want to be a little bit clear at this point because EJ <laughs> is struggling now. EJ is barred from yeah, being I like, see. I don't get to tell EJ what happened uh, yeah, in this book. This yeah, is part exactly. of the puzzle of this book is, right, is EJ's right. memory is a critical aspect of 
what this episode it's, is about. It's so messed up because it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. <laughs> <laughs> but essentially, she she tra- she either traps or she just beats the he- heck out of this, this skeleton. <laughs> I can't believe you don't remember. I don't remember. This I don't remember. Amazing. It's been a week and a okay. half, and well, I so don't quick, remember. Well, so quick, quick, quick. Get it out of your head that you need to remember and just tell me. Just tell okay. me what the story yeah, is Yeah, you know what? You're EJ's right. That's version. how I should have been doing EJ's it version of the tale. Yeah, so she... she the, she lures the skeleton downstairs and the skeleton falls into a pit. It <laughs> breaks apart. She picks up the pieces. She burns them. She puts them into a bucket and she buries them. No, she scatters them uh, somehow. Um, she gets rid of them. She gets uh-huh. rid of the bones uh, yeah. that she has just done. And she goes back to bed and uh, her and the skull basically live happily ever after. Um, she decides she's not going to leave and she's going to hang out with the skull and mm-hmm. the skull says that she's welcome to live there. And that's basically the end of the book. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ugh. Okay. All right. A few Ugh. notes, a few notes. You did pretty okay. good up until the end there. Uh, yeah, I forgot so totally how the, how she handles this is a the, fun. This is such a fun game. So, so listeners, the, the point of this book and I'm, I'll, I'll relay my story right after this, but I think it's now time to, I feel like you've been in the dark for long enough. This mm-hmm. book ends with a big author's note from John Classen and John right. Classen's author's note is I was touring around or whatever. And I found myself in a library in Alaska and I found this cool little folklore folktale book. And I was just sort of skimming through it. And I saw a story called the skull and I was like, Oh, I want to check out what this is. And I read it and I liked it and I put it back on the shelf and I left and then I Forgot found myself about thinking about it. I found myself <laughs> thinking about it every once in a while. And then like right. a year later, I was like, I want to find that story again. I'm kind of obsessed with that story about the skull. Uh, so I called up the library. I, uh, uh, you know, I couldn't remember which book it was in, but the librarians are amazing. They helped me find the book. They sent mm-hmm. it to me uh, and I reread the story and it's not at all what I remembered it being <laughs> about. I, I remembered such a specific different sequence of events right. and... So this is my version. I, I, th- th- this version of the skull is what I remembered the story being, even though it's not what the story was. The story was a completely different story, basically. Right. Especially like the moral at the end of the story, it was like yeah. wildly different. And John Classen's right. just like, I-, I wanted to write mine down. So I wrote mine down. And it's very, you know, in the spirit of passing along stories as opposed folk to tales. just having a story. Yeah, it's, it is very folktale driven. So this is the idea. And, and John Classen basically issues the challenge which is a challenge EJ and I will be taking up and we're very excited to take up, uh, which is a year from now, uh, because we're never, we will, we will definitely keep doing this show for a year because it's too dang fun. Uh, But in a year we will do a sequel episode to this episode where we will not reread the skull. (laughs) We will not reread it. I put it, it is on a shelf in my daughter's room. It's a children's book. I'm leaving it in there. If my wife wants to read it, to uh my daughter she's welcome to but i am not touching that book for a year i will not look at it ej's it's ej doesn't own a copy of it he won't be looking at it and i won't Uh, be i won't be owning a copy and in a Uh, year as much as i want to we will recount the events of this story story and see how it compares and we won't re-listen to this episode we will we will do no research and we will just try to see what the story was about a year from now in our memory i'm Uh, already worried because it's been a week pretty bad i didn't do great like that's the thing it's been a week and a half so funny because it's just like the tale itself and i think this is where class probably also struggled like yeah 
the tale itself is kind of mundane. There's it's not, not like about a anything. Lot of, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. There's not a lot of meat there. I so have it's this, like I have this book on my shelf that I got right. uh, that is a bunch of Icelandic folk tales because I was I went I visited Iceland. I have a whole thing of like I really like Iceland. Uh, but I bought this book of Icelandic folk tales, and yeah, so many of them are like that where it's just like I don't know, a person escapes into the woods. There's a witch. That's it. <laughs> that's the it's end of the story. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, there's a witch in there, and then that's like the end. Yeah, <laughs> not meant to tell really any any like morals. Just like I don't know. I just thought of this story. Don't go in the woods, right. kids, or something. It's I don't like know. it's and it's like it's like how folk tales always end. It's like there's not really something that happens. You know, there's something that happens. Yeah, and then like it has happened. Right, and then like you infer right. what happens well, later. And especially from the the standpoint of maybe the original telling of a story did have some moral, but right. as more and more people tell the story, they took what they took from it. They they took right. their morals from it, and eventually right. it just becomes this broken piece of whatever it was. It's, a, it's like a purple wombat story, yeah. right? or, or like something like that, right? Like a shaggy dog. Yeah, story. yeah, absolutely. It's like you, the moral at the end really doesn't have anything to do with the journey, right? In, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, I don't know. All right, all right, man. I, I want to hear now. Because you read, I read it, when, it yesterday. You, you so read I, it last night. Yeah, so yeah. You, it's, it's fresh. Now you're not on the looking brain. at it either. So I'm not looking at but, it. I will not look okay. at it. So yeah, I'm, I'm right. also doing this from memory. And I, so okay. someone could be uh, uh, flipping through the pages of the book right now as I tell it, and hilariously right. find things that I'm gonna say that are wrong. Who knows? Right. But uh, you are right. Girl is running away from home. Yep. She runs and runs and runs and runs, and it's run, basically run, like run. she just keeps running. She wears herself out. She falls mm-hmm. down. She's yes. crying in the woods. She That's finally right, yeah. collects herself. She gets up. She sees that the 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 forest just ends. There's a clearing in the forest, oh. and this massive house is there. It's not a cabin. It's just a big manor. It wasn't oh, a castle. It kind of has castle-y vibes, but it's just a yeah. very, very big house in the middle of the woods. And she goes up to it, and you're right. There's like a, a skull looking down on her from kind of like a window area. A window perch. A perch. Uh, and he's shouting down, uh, like, you know, if she can come in. They make like a deal together uh, that she'll yep. carry him around because uh, he's tired of rolling around <laughs> everywhere. Uh, That's so funny. It's really good. Uh, a lot of understated dialogue. The way they talk to each other is just like very like... Will you do this? Yes, I will do this. Okay, then yeah. let's do this. All right, we'll go inside now. Very cowboy and octopus. <laughs> Absolutely, <isn't it>? yeah. <clears throat> That's a great comparison. So uh, they go inside, and the skull starts showing her around the house. He's showing her the fireplace room, uh, the ballroom. He takes her up to a parapet uh, and looks out and sees that it's a very long drop from this high up part that they go to see outside oh, yeah, and that's the that. critical part you forgot yeah so uh they they spend the day together they're gonna go to bed in the skull then like you did remember correctly he warns her hey every single night in the middle of the night this headless <laughs> Free night. skeleton every single night this headless skeleton tries to find me and she's like do you has he ever caught you and he's like no the the skull or the the skeleton's never caught me uh, and i don't want him to it would be it would it's really scary uh, and so they're they're sleeping together, and in the middle of the night, the skeleton Kramer's into the room, like busts in. And, that is the way and I would just describe like, it too. Very similar to uh, uh, like uh, the hat stories, you know, where it's just like, I want that hat, give me that. The skull busts in and is like, I want that, give me that, give me that right. skull right now, and. Want, oh, that's right. He goes, I want that skull. Yeah, <laughs> it's like in all caps, very John <laughs> I want that skull. I want that skull. Give me that skull. Give me uh, that skull. It's crazy. Uh, he's trying to grab it from her. She's holding tight. She manages to wrestle it away from yep. the skull. And as John Classen will point out, this is where 
their stories even differ, which is hilarious because this is about where your story differed from John Classen's story. Right. But apparently in the original story, she just holds close to the skull all night and eventually morning comes and she she keeps it away from the skeleton or whatever. But in John Classen's telling of the story, she She's is able to rest it away <laughs> from the skeleton. She runs out of the room. Oh, she yeah. runs up to the parapet. The skeleton is chasing her. She dodges uh, behind the skeleton and shoves the skeleton off the side That's of the right. very very big house it falls it crashes everywhere she puts the skull back to bed she says i'm gonna go take care of something she goes outside <laughs> she finds all of the bones of the skeleton and one by one she smashes them on the rocks into dust she puts them in a bowl she grinds them down even more she lights them on fire so they turn to ash she puts the ash in a bucket she goes back inside one of the rooms i didn't mention that they visited is a room with just a bottomless pit that's right the <laughs> there's just a bottomless pit. pit in this manner she drops the ashes of the skeleton in into the bottomless pit she yeah. goes upstairs and the skull is like i hope that the skeleton won't ever come back and she goes it won't it won't <laughs> it won't and the two basically live happily ever after she uh she yeah. asks if she can stay there the skull says absolutely and they live in this manner together and that's kind of how the book ends uh even though the yep. actual story uh, from the apparent original folktale is not how there was no pushing it off the cliff. There was none of that stuff. Uh, but that's how like, John Clark. It like transforms does. into like a a lady or something. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There's there's like a mystical lady who then yeah. blesses her and fills the house with friends mm -hmm. and all of that. You're you're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh. So, anyways, there's our two retellings of this story. And in one yeah. year, we will be tasked right. with doing the same. I think because we can't. Either you and I will have to just work together to tell the story together, or I'm thinking we make two separate recordings away from each other. We recount our stories just right. completely separately. Then we air the recordings for each other and then try to put, put the puzzle pieces together, right? So right. I tell the story myself without you knowing anything. You tell the story yourself without me knowing anything. And then together, we listen to each other's stories and go, okay, where what, what actually was it? And we see if we can come up with what the story is about. And <laughs> then only after that can we look at the book and see what the book was actually about we'll in one see, year? We'll see what it's about. And I'm we'll see what so it's about. excited. It's such a, what a weird a bit project. for a podcast episode yeah. where it's like, uh, there's not much else to do in this episode because we have to see yeah. where we get a year from now. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And we're like setting you up for like, oh, you got to listen to this podcast for another year yeah. just so you can hear the skull <laughs> episode again. Like, like that's the, that's the wild thing that we're doing right now. But yeah. I will say, um, I, I'm not I'm not like right now I feel pretty confident that I can give the same recount that I gave today. You, you think know? so? Mm. I feel I, I know feel I'm confident. gonna forget stuff. My favorite thing here, let's talk about uh some some aspects of the book that I think lean so well into this mm -hmm. concept. Uh every chapter is uh has like oh, three yeah. titles essentially and i don't remember chapters. what the titles are of any it's of like them the skull the house the woods right. it's sort of just a list of the events that are going to take place in right. each chapter but that's so interesting because he's putting little breadcrumbs in your brain for yeah. you to maybe remember or especially i mean it would be interesting to do if like only i had to remember the chapter titles. i know well <laughs> if, if you could even if you could open up the book and not read any pages and just look at each chapter title and be like okay right. can i remember what this chapter is about and then flip to the start of the next chapter and be like can i remember mm -hmm. what this there's so much you could play with with this book to try to remember things about it uh i i find that so fascinating um but even just as a children's book too it was i was trying to read it with molly now 
she it's hilarious because she really loves scary stuff right now mm-hmm. uh she's just very very so i thought she would be like super into this and she kind of was uh okay. but she it was long enough where she still is sort of losing patience and wants to go do something else about halfway through or whatever she always right. does the thing where she grabs the book and is like my turn i'm gonna read it and then she like <laughs> reads through the entire rest of the book in like three seconds like she just turns all of the pages at once or whatever and is like see i read it i did it i did a good job Uh, but I did like it as a little weird story to read to kids. Like, I think it's fun to read. I was sitting on the couch, like laughing when the skeleton busts in the room. That's it is the funniest moment of maybe any of John Classen's books, (laughs) especially because like we said, this is where that, that negative storytelling comes in. There's not that like in, in, in the rock that fell from the sky, there's, there's huge pages where it's just like a little turtle in the corner and like the the landscape line, uh, the, the the horizon line is like at the very bottom. Yep. And then it's just all sky above them. And then mm-hmm. like a massive rock falls Dude, that into so good. It's so cool, but it's using so it's good. using visual negative space. Right. And this book isn't. But like the first I, I'm not kidding. It was like 60 pages before like anything big happens before there's a joke, right? right? The the skeleton yeah. shows up around page 60 as as right. I remember. And it's the first time you are invited to laugh. Besides little like you you can kind uh, of no, laugh. The bottomless you, pit joke. The is bottomless pit is funny. The the like the way they talk to each other is like chuckles. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, like yeah, oh, yeah. they're oh that's like very yeah. sort of oh, dry. Just, <laughs> and then yeah. the freaking skeleton busts the in the room like, and it is so funny. It's and like a Chris Farley level of comedic yeah absolutely value it's so so the physical comedy in this yeah like is out of nowhere too because it's just you really you've started to convince yourself this is like a very quiet slow book and then it just explodes i want that skull skull. (laughs) it just reminds me of a tim robinson sketch absolutely yes no i I I thought the same thing yeah it's very i think you should yeah because it because it chases her around for like a few pages yeah that's all it says right i want that skull give me that skull (laughs) and i think that's the funniest like singular thing that that happens in yeah like you said maybe in children's literature yeah. it's so good it's like really, i i found myself really well laughing paced. out loud so, yeah yeah uh so i i i think this is also just a great children's book but it's also like the struggle of it is the invitation to do the project of it makes it a very weird thing i'm very glad i bought right. it so that i have it and it gets to sort of like collect some dust on a bookshelf for a year but like also, as a children's book, I want to read it every day. And at that point, you know, the, it's it's like the inverse of children's literature that which, which is that like, you know, I read the same four books to Molly every single night. And I, I could I could read most of her books to you from memory, uh, almost wow. word for word, because she just wants to read them every single night. And it's fascinating that this is like the complete opposite of that it's like have it from memory but like only after you read it one time and see how your memory does it retelling it like now it's a challenge to me to like recite molly's other children's books to her (laughs) without opening the book at all and see how i do or whatever changed yeah it's like changed your uh perspective on how to tell stories right like absolutely I think we do this a lot in our everyday lives too, right? Like yeah. one of the things, like one of the things I've picked up recently is I've started doing like comedy a little bit. Yeah. And it's, it's one of the things you do in comedy, right? Is sometimes you just say stuff <laughs> that's not necessarily true or false. Uh-huh. You know, it's ambiguous as to what it is, but you do, you change the story because it's funny. Right. right? Or 
Right. In, in comedy's case, it's because it's funny. Right. But in a lot of in a lot of other aspects of your life as well, you might you might embellish just because you know it it would be a better story that way. It right. keeps people engaged a little bit better. Um, and I think that's kind of the decision you know the decision making John Classen makes throughout yeah. this little folk tale. Right. Uh, you know, I like making that whole last scene, which I'm certain in the original folk tale. There's no shot that the skeleton is that funny. Right. Like, exactly. It's, this, a, it's not a funny story in the original, but John Classen's right. version is a very funny story. It's got to be because it's John Classen it's, telling it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. like, so like Classen's got to end it on like this. Oh, but what it wouldn't it be hilarious if like the like the skeleton just burst into yeah. the room? Yeah. And like he's not really changing like the theme of the story. Like, right. you know how folk tales work. It's like it's not really changing the heart of what's going on. Totally. It's just putting his own little spin on it to make it his own. Yeah. And we do that. A lot. Like I said, we do that a lot. Um, just, just in telling stories in our everyday lives. So right. yeah, I really like your approach of just being like, Oh, I have a new, I have a new hobby of like just trying to recite <laughs> children's books. Like it, what would be great is just, you sit down with Molly and you don't read the book. You just like turn the pages. Right. And I don't know, look at it. Like I turn the pages her for the her, pictures. and I just sort of tell right. it, and I just say yeah, what exactly. it, yeah, with, without reading any of the text, just based on the right. pictures. What what can it be about? Man, I want to go a step further. You and I have been like, obviously, the whole ploy is that this show is a is a our our excuse to a eventually just point. write a children's book, and we're going to become <laughs> children's books authors. And our yeah. our our very good friend Son Sanders will maybe just do art for us. Now I want to let Son also borrow this book, and then in a year like have son draw his own version of this and we write yes, our own version of it and just stream just yeah. do our own the skull and see see what kind of book we come out with the other side i think that's hilarious that'd be so good, that'd be so good. yeah just like a little fun adventure tale that we yeah. tell with a few illustrations i think that'd be great how beautiful I, I think the next logical step for us since we're we're wrapping up a couple of things here we're wrapping up lemony snicket yep and we're wrapping up some john classen because there's really not a whole lot of classen left out there for yeah. us to read so we got to do the dark, I think, pretty yeah. soon, and I think that's because it's that's a it's a little bit of both by Classen and and written by Lemony Snicket. Uh, I th- you've read the dark, right? I did read it. I was sitting at down in the library. It's really short, uh, and mm-hmm. I think I read all of it. I don't. Uh, maybe I, maybe I didn't finish. It might be one that I checked out, and then Molly never let me get through all of it. Who knows? But uh, I definitely agree that we kind of have we have our schedule mapped out for the rest mm-hmm. of. Uh, of the Lemony Snicket series. And we have like a gap where we were like not sure what we should do with it. But I think it would be perfect for the dark to get slotted. And even though it's like it's just one short little children's book uh, just to have a little bonus episode in there. Or maybe maybe we like fill in a couple other Lemony Snicket things as well. Like the dark and, and oh, other yeah, like, Lemony Snicket children's books. Uh, because yeah, he's, there's he's, a couple. He's, he's done a handful a of like picture books and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's do a Lemony Snicket episode and then really end it on the dark. Yeah. Um, in that episode. Absolutely. Really wrap up these these little threads that because we're gonna kind of i'm gonna kind of miss john classen for a while he doesn't I know there's nothing he doesn't else to write to stuff very often right you know, it's not like that is the weird thing about ch- the world of children's books is like there's some people there's certain publishers where it's like oh you're getting tasked to write a million children's <laughs> yeah, books exactly. a day basically like you're right. just an art you're just a work for hire artist yeah. making these things and it's like disney books or whatever and then right. you have people like john classen where it's like i do like one a year or, yeah. or every other year maybe right. and it's like what right. do you do what do you get to do with all your time <laughs> man like what do you just you just, just make an art just make an art and man. get to think about it and and yeah, yeah. Spend, spend a bunch of time with it well let's kind of map out the next few episodes because i think i want the listener to know what's going yeah, on sure. next week is 
Grim Grotto. After oh, that, boy. we have a very special presentation. Uh, we've already mm-hmm. recorded the episode two episodes from now, which is kind of weird timing, but whatever. Who cares? Because uh, we went to Gen Con and EJ it's wanted a episode, EJ so. wanted to do a non sequitur episode where we just talk in the car. And EJ, EJ episode, I just want to tell you that was a great idea, and it was a beautiful conversation we had. It's going to be the long, by far the longest episode. The longest, yeah, uh, it's. I think it might even be like an hour and a half once it's edited down. I haven't edited it yet, but. Uh, uh, yeah, look it's, it'll to be that. a week off for our listeners. So, <laughs> it, you know, like, I mean, you know, feel free to listen to it if you want to listen to two dudes sure. talk about whatever. Whatever. Um, we just talk about a bunch of things. Uh, and yeah. then Penultimate Peril. And then it sounds yeah. like a the other children's literature of Lemony Snicket slash Daniel Handler. Mm-hmm. And then we will finally finish series of unfortunate events with the yeah. end and yeah. then we do i don't know i i think we're calling that like another season <laughs> close basically we're sort right. of just making up quote unquote seasons uh we said sal and gabby was like the end of a season or perhaps the start of well because that was season. the end of our that was kind of the end of our feeling out period for sure like what kind I mean, of stuff sal and gabby like? wrapped a lot of things up well, i mean it wrapped up kind of the percy jackson stuff yeah. the rick riordan stuff right. you know so yeah, it, it was, you know, it was a pretty good season close. And then it was like kind of the start of us having a cohesive like, yeah, this season we're covering all we're of the stuff. unfortunate events, right? right? Like that's, that's it'd be cool, how it'd we, be cool to start it. prepping like the next wave mm-hmm. of whatever we want that to be. Although I do have a couple. I have other random stuff. It's like, we, you know, I think you and I both want to read uh, the third last airbender yep. <laughs> novel, uh, yep. the Yang Chen one. Uh, There's two more now, right? There's a third and fourth. Right? Uh, I don't know. Have they come out with another Yang Chen? Since Yang then? Chen yeah, I think Has Yang Chen two? just had a sequel. Uh, oh, wow. Well, then drop. There so, you go. Yeah, uh, we got a couple to catch up on. Either yeah. way, we'll, we'll check out whatever we can. But I think we got to come up with like what the next proper series is uh or, or whatever or 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 theme or something so i don't know listeners if you have suggestions of series or themes of books or whatever uh please send them our way you can email us at just dads reading books at gmail.com and we love getting emails we get hilarious emails i'll tell you that much <laughs> we'll, <laughs> do get funny we'll talk about them more later uh but you know oh the other thing too that i think we have to do you've said we've wrapped up john class and we do have the goal of maybe trying to we need to try to interview John Classen. We want to get John Classen on the show. So I don't know if that'll ever happen, but the, the, consider think, that a know, goal. Consider that I a goal like, of next season, maybe. I feel like like that's going to be one of the things that we need to start to doing more of. Or is just that kind of what we do out. next year? We do our retelling and we invite oh John Classen on to, John to recite his to re- story back <laughs> to, to him. His <laughs> story to see what happens. That'd be if if we can make that. If happen, we can make that, we have one year to be... get enough clout to get John Classen on the show. That is our challenge, <laughs> listeners. You have to share the show because we need clout. Now. We need yeah. we need downloads so that John Classen will come on Look, and we can tell him what the skull is about. It from our Look, record election before we we have not pushed this show to to you for you to share it but yeah. now like it's very it's important yeah we have a year to do this yep so tell your friends about the show tell your parents <laughs> uh and tell your kids and make sure everybody's listening uh, but yeah i appreciate you for listening this yep. week goodbye goodbye have a good one we'll see you next week and we'll see you next year <laughs> <laughs>